Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a Direct Message Network and Podcast One production. We are directly to your favorite stars. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. This podcast is brought to you by Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce. A great sauce starts with the best ingredients. Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is that great sauce. Inspired by our founder's original recipe, Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is made with delicious ingredients, including vine-ripened tomatoes, chopped onions, garlic, and olive oil. Simmered together for the authentic taste you and your family will want to come back to. For recipes, sauces, and mealtime inspiration, visit ragu.com. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax. So baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs. And maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be ahead of the rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Hello, adulters. Welcome back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both adults. Adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show to you for wow, this is the show for you. <laughs> so I just started thinking about um, the things that we want to get into today, and I got a little sidetracked. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, we've got some adulting wins and fails. But before that, let me address the fact that we have announced officially the gender of the little one inside my tummy wow world's biggest news stop it's so exciting okay Not as it's super exciting for us at least it is and, and I some just people like, are excited about it i'd say people are excited i think like you know a lot of our moms and dads out there get it that it's like a, a moment right so it's a girl it is a girl what <sighs> are you feeling um i'm feeling excited i'm feeling really um curious as to what it's going to be like to have a little girl all i know is geo and i just i'm looking forward to a new experience yeah same here i think i'm feeling everything under the sun Mm -hmm. i mean i'm excited i'm nervous i'm um those two things plus more yeah but at the end of the day uh like i just know it's going to be amazing and i think i'm most excited for a new experience i think you know whether it's kids or uh visiting a new place it's it's, i know it sounds weird to relate those things but like that's what life is about and that's what makes life interesting new and enjoyable is new experiences and uh as much as i would have loved a boy uh i think it's cool that like this is just gonna be so different oh and you are gonna have first of all you don't even know what you're in for girls typically like they just love their dads and they're like daddy's girls and yeah i just think it'll be a really fun experience for you i think so too 
Yeah. I think it's all fun. It's all fun. It's all challenging, but it's all fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into some adulting wins and fails. Let's do it. You want to go first? You sure. Um, yeah, I'll start. Go start. Okay. So, um, gosh, I feel like I've just been so honest about just stuff. So why not give it to him? We were talking about this before we started. I think she has a great win and a great fail. It's something that a lot of people can relate to. So I want you to get into it and I want you to be real about it. Okay. So if you haven't gathered this much already, you should know that I am the queen of avoiding conflict and I really don't enjoy um, upsetting people or dealing with just any sort of issue whatsoever. Yeah, you just don't Period. like to deal. I don't like to deal. And what happens um, with me typically and what has happened most of my life is that like I'll just sort of internalize a lot of feelings and then I just sort of shrink my circle. It's one of the reasons why I keep it very simple and really like my closest person to me is Andrew. I just don't typically open up to a lot of people, which is really weird because we have this podcast and for some reason I open up to all of you. Um, long story short, um, this is kind of a win and a fail in itself, but we had some like conflict that came up in our own family uh, specifically on Andrew's side and it was pertaining to them feeling hurt and left out and um, feeling as though like I have probably changed or been distant or even disrespectful um, since having Geo or maybe more recent than that but I think just in general since you know becoming yeah, a yeah but you and, can drill down even further and, and keep it hunted yeah no, no, it I was, will. I mean, okay. I'm just giving like a broad understanding. Like, and, and I, I think what you meant by saying like other people can relate. Um, I'm sure people are listening saying like, oh, you know, I'm not super close with my in-laws or like maybe there's been like some weird feelings um, with, with in-laws or miscommunication or whatever. The long story short of it is that like I've always been tight with your family. They don't live near us, but like I definitely have always been super cool with them. I think what's happened recently is I've just become, to put it blatantly, like just more self-absorbed. I've just felt like I had a lot to take care of in my own life and things that like were really precious to me, especially Geo. And I got very controlling and, you know, call it a part of just postpartum. I'm not sure, but I'm, I just think that that feeling of being very protective and probably even a little overbearing or I just felt like I needed to protect him from people that I didn't feel comfortable speaking my piece around. So to give an example. So what do you mean by that though? So you're saying like, for example, yeah, let's say, uh, your own mom, like, was watching geo and maybe didn't follow the way that we do things or, uh, just seemed like she wasn't paying attention or whatever. Yeah. You're saying that's a more okay. Or it has been more okay because you can just say whatever yeah. you want to her. I would just say flat out, like, you know, don't you pay closer attention or don't let him have that or make right. sure you wash his hands or little things like during COVID, you know, I've been super weird about germs and people getting too close to his face. And, um, and one thing that I did not allow is, you know, any sort of like blowing or silly raspberry sounds in his face or kissing him on his face or his lips. So when that would happen with people that I didn't feel comfortable speaking up to, I would internalize this like you just, I, what felt like resentment or harvest this resentment because I didn't have 
the tools or the strength or courage in that moment to say like, Hey, like, can you not do that? Or like, can you Mm not, you know, just little things like I, I can go on and on and on. And I just feel like what ended up happening was I put a wedge in my relationship with your mom in particular, because I wasn't being, I wasn't being a hundo. <laughs> yeah. And so it all kind of like came to a head recently where she finally just spoke. And I'm up. glad it did. Yeah. And it should have, and it was long overdue and I didn't deal with it. And I have a lot to learn in that department. It's something that we deal with like in our own relationship, um, about me just not, not handling things in a timely manner or just avoiding conflict because I'm just too afraid or not brave enough to like deal with it. So we had a great talk and you know, the bottom line is that like my win is that it, it did come to a head and like we did confront a lot of feelings, but my fail is that I let it get more out of hand than it needed to be. There wasn't really this big issue. It was just more or less me not dealing with things that were bothering me over time. And then also just like becoming a mom and feeling like you're just trying to be the best mom you can be. And you're so focused on your goals and your priorities and your family that like sometimes, unfortunately with my personality, a lot of people outside of that kind of fall to the wayside or I don't give them that same sort of, um, attention. So I think that part's more normal and natural than you may believe. I think, uh, this is something I, you know, I was explaining to my mom the other day was, you know, I told her like, you can, you can, Imagine, or you can remember that time in your life when you were a new mom where like your mama bear to the fullest, you know what I mean? There's nobody, there's nothing more important in your life than your baby and you'll do anything and everything to protect them. So regardless of who's around, who it is, right? Whether it's family, whether it's an in-law, whatever, if you feel like somebody is, is putting any risk onto your kid and risk kind of weird word, but it like encompasses everything, then like you're going to feel a certain type of way about it. But the, the challenge with this situation was you just never been somebody who wants to confront things head on. And and it doesn't mean like being rude or disrespectful by any means, but it means just like being able to have a conversation or being able to, to speak up when something's bothering you so that it doesn't get brushed under the rug and it doesn't build and build and build. And then months down the line, like you still have these same feelings and all of a sudden now this problem is way bigger than it ever needed to be. Totally. And I think like, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the pandemic added another layer of just like insecurities and having to really trust people's word and that they're going to be you know, safe and, Listen, where I'm at today with the pandemic is like, I feel a little bit more at ease. I don't even know if you need to address that. I think everybody feels a sense of that. I think when you have a kid, it's definitely heightened. So you're way more concerned right now with where anybody's been or, or who they've been around. Totally. And we had a weird situation early on. And if you guys have been following us for a long time, like you knew about it, but when Gia was four weeks old, we were hospitalized for three days with him because he had a virus that they couldn't put a name on like yeah, they which, tested him for yeah. everything so likely it could have been covid or a version of it so we've just been extra careful and so i think i just became extra protective and the people that i didn't feel comfortable like being super upfront with 
I just distance myself from. And so long story short, I've said that a hundred times, like things are at a good place. And so I feel like, what can you suggest to somebody else who might deal with things the same way from your own experience? So there was like this voice that I had in my head for days where I was like, Oh, like there's this weird feeling of unresolved issues and the voice would come up and it'd be like, Danielle, you should address this or maybe just don't act so different around certain people like chill out. And I never fully addressed it. I would just avoid, I would like go into Mm -hmm. another room. And so I think my advice would be to like, when that voice pops up and you feel like you're acting differently than you should, or maybe you're hurting someone's feelings or you're not addressing something that's bothering you, just act on it or take a deep breath and like have a conversation with yourself and just say like, it's not a big deal. Like this is what you, you're call you're being called to handle this because it's in everyone's best interest. Don't avoid. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I forget what conversation it was a really recent conversation. It was probably one on the podcast. I, I literally can't remember what I did 10 minutes ago. So don't fault me for, I can remember not remembering you literally stunk up this entire room. All right. You're going to do that to me. <laughs> you blasted me, but I blasted you already. So it's even, <laughs> um, but it, it comes down to intent, right? Like yeah. if it, let's say my mom, for example, is it my mom? If my mom does something that you don't agree with when it comes to geo, her intent was never to put him at risk and her intent was never to upset you directly. There was nothing like that. Right. And, uh, on the flip side, right. Your intent is always to to protect him. It's nothing personal towards her or anybody else. But at the end of the day, that's your number one job and like nothing will stand in the way of that. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think if everybody remembered or tried to put a little more focus on intent when going into a situation where like maybe you'd be explosive or maybe you need to go in and have a conversation about something that's under the surface that's been bothering you and you want to address, if you can remember the intent behind things first. I just think it makes it so much easier to be open to like, um, to just be able to address things with an open mind. Yeah. I'm glad that you're saying that because you are one of the people of that same makeup that I feel like doesn't always pay attention to the intent. You pay more attention to the action. Sure. And so what I, but no, there is a caveat. There is a caveat. If look, people in a relationship can relate to this. If your significant other does something that really bothers you and it happens over and over and over again, there is a point in time where you start overlooking intent and you have to go off action and not just like what somebody says or what they thought like they were doing or whatever. If you've spelled it out, because I think at the end of the day, when when you're in a partnership, part of your job is to make life better for each other and to make things easier. You like when you have enough time, you realize you both have flaws. And if you're really in it for the partnership, you, you work on those flaws to make the relationship better for both of you. So if somebody's doing something over and over and over again, and they're just like, well, I don't mean anything by it. Like at a certain point, at least for my personality, I'm like, uh, that doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Like I have to look at the action. Sure. No, I, I think definitely both, are very important. And I think you just have to, um, confront certain situations differently. And you're right. Like if there's a repetitive behavior, then it doesn't come off as though like their intent is 
from the right place. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Well, I, I put a lot on the table. Mm-hmm. Should we take a quick break before we come back with your adulting win and fail? Why not? Yeah. I feel like I need to take a quick break. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. All right, you guys, I have to tell you, I have been using native deodorant for probably two months now. And I wasn't, this is going to sound so weird, but I wasn't a deodorant user prior to. No, but I just wasn't willing to put anything there. I just was like, you know what? Deal with it, world. Like, I just don't want to put anything Mm, there. All natural. Yeah. (laughs) But I do actually use Native now because I trust it. It's made with coconut oil, shea butter, tapioca starch. It's totally vegan. It's never tested on animals. There's no aluminum. So, like, it's just the real deal and it it works. So, really pumped on that. They also have these fall seasonals that they just launched. The coconut milk and turmeric, buttercream and French vanilla, blood orange and clove, rosemary and lemon zest. You guys, you know I freak out for fall stuff. So if you need a deodorant or if you're low on yours or if you just are like me and wasn't using one before, this might be the deodorant for you. Oh, it's absolutely the deodorant for you. Uh, Look, and personally, what I think is the best about Native is that they're about this planet. Okay. They're aiming to go plastic free by 23, which is 2023. uh, And they already have five cents that are completely plastic free. They're made from 100% paperboard uh, and they're not even shipped with plastic. They're shipped in a plastic free bag made from 100% recycled paper. Uh, That's a mouthful, but it's so cool. And I just think like this is something that all companies should be striving for. And I'm so glad that Native's about it. Um, Guys, Native needs to be checked out. Do what we did and make the switch to Native today by going to nativedeo.com slash adulting or use promo code adulting at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash adulting or use promo code adulting at checkout for 20% off your first order. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Good news, guys. We are back. Um, I'm going to go through my adulting win and fail now. Before I get into that, uh, just want to keep you on your toes. We do have Mike Johnson coming up in the episode. And he's, uh, I'm happy to say he's become a friend of mine. He's a really cool dude. Uh, its I feel like it's rare now when I run across guys that I just like. They're guys that would have been the homies with me growing up. Yeah. Like they feel like they would have been from my hometown. I'm glad you said that because when we watched him on The Bachelorette, I was rooting for him. And then I was rooting for him to become The Bachelor. And now I'm just rooting rooting for him in life. And the fact that he has a new book out where I feel like we could get to know him more, but also just, I guess, get to know ourselves more because it comes all the way back to like self-love. The book is called Making the Love You Want, and it's available now. It's by Mike Johnson himself, Mm -mm. the author. Um, I'm looking at the Amazon page. But anyways, um, yeah, I want to hear your adulting wins, but definitely sit tight because I think our conversation with Mike is... Yeah, it was a good one. It's a good one. One. Uh, <laughs> we learn a lot about his type, which I think is very okay. Anyways, uh, try to set him up. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so my win. I'm going to keep this one really simple. Yesterday was uh, Sunday. Yeah. Day of football in America. Um, Geo has taken a liking to like an actual football, like not like a baby size football. No. He does like those too, but like I'm talking a real adult human size football and he and i played catch yesterday for 
I don't know, five or 10 minutes. Can you please post that video? Yeah, along I'm going to post okay. it. Yeah. Okay, so perfect. if you're listening, we're recording Monday. Episode is Tuesday. Yeah. I would have posted this Monday. So okay. go back to my feet. Anyways. Oh my God. I can't. <laughs> uh, man, like as a guy and I, and I play football mm-hmm. from eight to 20 years old, something like that. Uh, and I was in love with the sport for me. Like I'm never going to force him into anything. I'll, I'll put things in front of him and see what he, what he gravitates towards. But for him to like show a liking to it, it's just the coolest thing in the world. It's really, I mean, it all kind of came down to him. We just happened to have a ball somewhere at one point and he just gravitated towards it. And now this kid is standing up, taking several steps, literally putting balls in the basketball hoop. Mm-hmm. It's gnarly. Yeah, I feel it's like dope. he, tur- I said this on my Instagram page, but it's like, I feel like he turned one and he just decided like, Oh, I'm going to show up and like show you guys what I'm about. Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. Anyway, so that's your win. Do you have a fail? I do. It's kind of around yours. Um, you know, and, and being a person that's so big on communication, uh, I kind of have a communication fail. I dropped the ball a bit. Uh, and it goes back to family as well. So we had an announcement last week. We actually had two, right? Oh yeah. Or was one the week before? I don't know. I don't know what I did 10 minutes ago. Um, but I've, I had some family reach out directly and, and tell me that they were disappointed in me, which, you know, hits me right in my heart because that's, I'm just the type of person that I never want to, I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I definitely don't want to disappoint those closest to me. And what happened was, um, I just didn't keep everybody in the loop with some of these major life happenings going on with us. Yeah. Some people knew some stuff. Some people didn't know anything at all. Some people knew that like we were pregnant, but it wasn't a girl. And you know, uh, maybe you guys have experienced this. They, some of them found out some of this information via Instagram, which, you know, is weird. And when I go back, think about my core, like, I don't ever want to do that to somebody. I know that's kind of the world that we're living in right now. Like we all throw stuff up there. We don't think about it twice, but like the older I get, the more I want to nurture those relationships that I feel like mean the most to me. And even though it's difficult cause we're like super crazy busy right now. And like, if we just had geo, that would almost be enough to keep us busy 24 seven. Some of those things fall to the wayside and yeah. sometimes you drop the ball and I dropped the ball and I didn't, I didn't keep everybody in the loop. That was most important to me. And so I'll bring it back to another win. I hopefully I've turned it around. I've called everybody directly. I just straight up said like, look, I owe you an apology. Life's been crazy. I dropped the ball, yada, yada. And, uh, most people just said, look, you you never owed me an apology or a call, but thank you for that. Yeah. And like that meant more to me than anything else. So I'm just happy I flipped it around. I think there's a lesson in there in it's this, we all make up these narratives that people feel once we hear that people feel a certain way, we think it's already out of hand. Mm -hmm. But in reality, the quicker that we address things, the easier it is on everyone. And most cases people are, are surprised by someone's like integrity or courage to just say something and be honest. And like, you know, I, I'm just, I just think it's admirable that you didn't avoid anything that you just handled it. And everyone seemed really responsive. And, you know, I'm very, very much guilty of that same thing. Like, I think I got caught up in finding out we were pregnant a little later than I thought. And then everything feeling kind of rushed and then you know at one point I was like well we're midway there we should probably announce because there's only so much of just my face I can put on Instagram so it just felt like a little different this time and I wonder if mom and dad's listening 
um, can relate to the second pregnancy or even, you know, obviously pass out if you have more than that, feeling like it's not, that sounds so bad, but it's just like, it's not as much of a, a to do. It's, it's kind of like we're it's, so busy and yeah, it's not what it was the first time around. Right. It's still equally as special. And I still have these moments of like, wow, I can't believe this is actually happening. And I'm grateful, but certainly dropped the ball. Like even with my own dad, I remember him finding out the gender because it was like casually brought up in conversation. He was like, oh, I didn't know it was a girl. I'm like, dude, I like, I lost track of who knows what. And am I supposed to tell every single person or can everyone just tell everyone else in the family? But he's your dad. I know it's so bad. I know, but I I, I just don't want to make excuses for that. I think You're that, right. that You're stuff right. is super important and yeah. I just want to be better about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, a lot of blah, 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 adult yeah. life. Happening. Let's, let's, uh, let's switch it up. Let's, let's get to loving ourselves yes, and bring Mike on ourselves. and let's have a dove conversation. Oh my gosh. I love you, Mike. <laughs> All right, everyone sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Guys, how do you banish high rates on car insurance? You switch to Geico during Geico Ween. <laughs> October is their favorite time of year, and the folks over at Geico have been working even harder to cast out high rates and craft just the right policy for you and your family. Switching to Geico isn't so scary, especially when they could brew up a spell-binding savings just for you. So get a quote today at geico.com and see just how much you could save. No eye of newt needed. Happy Geico Ween, everyone. This ad made me so happy. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. How are you doing? Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Okay, I feel like I know you, but I don't. So let's get to know you. Let's I'm get to so know each other. This is so exciting. I'm Daniela. This is Andrew. What's up, man? We are um, together. We're engaged but we're also new parents and so we talk about just adulthood and all the things and one of our favorite advices is the good old bachelor franchise so we're very excited to have you on Uh, the good old bachelor franchise yeah no i know but i mean obviously there's so much more to you and i think it's so exciting that you have you know your book coming out and that you're sharing so much more about yourself but um before then, I know obviously so many know you from The Bachelor. So if you want to speak on a little bit about your experience and, um, you know, how it's led you to where you are today. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it. <laughs> Dude, so I, I want to know, where were you, like, right before you got casted? And then what was that experience like of finding out and getting there? Like, talk about that whole thing. Talk about the whole thing. So uh, <laughs> right before I got casted. I was working as a financial advisor. I was a regular guy like everybody else and still a regular guy like everybody else. But uh, I was like annoyed one day at work, right? And I just threw my cell phone around. I was like, bro, talking to my homeboy. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not going to find a girlfriend, man. Like, I want a girlfriend. Like, it's, it's time. I'm ready. Like, I'm pretty successful. I'm doing things in life. You know, I'm ready. And he was just laughing. Like, he started laughing for like 45 minutes at me because he was like, what guy says that? You can feel me, right? And so you like, yeah. <laughs> don't don't do it while she's looking back. <laughs> he was like, "What guy says that?" My brother, like, I'm like, I'd want to be in a relationship. You know, it's like, you, I personally feel that when you have your one person, 
and you guys are a partnership, you can like succeed to higher like plateaus, right? Yeah. And that's how I personally feel. And uh, after he started, stopped laughing, uh, a few months later, he sent me a Facebook article. He was like, hey, you should apply out for this show. And I was like, I don't got nothing to do Thursday. I'm off work. Why not? Literally how it went. I, so did, did you even know what The Bachelor was beforehand? You had to have known, right? No, well, no. So I found out in 2017. I never even heard the term The Bachelor or The Bachelor franchise, right? Prior to 2017, I had only watched one episode my entire life. And that was because I was, uh, again, as a financial advisor, I would come home really, really late. And my next door neighbor, I had like the single guy that makes good money apartment. You know that apartment, right? Uh I had like the apartment, right? And uh, my next door neighbor, she thought I was an escort, which was kind of... It's a compliment, really. It's a compliment? No, I was like... Out of all the things, you choose an escort? Like, I can't, like, I don't know, be a doctor? You choose that? <laughs> and so, uh, but one day, my neighbor, they had invited me over to watch The Bachelor, right? Like, you know, people have bachelor parties, watch parties. And, uh, so I did it, went over there. My only episode I had ever watched, this was, I don't even know who The Bachelor was at the time, which I feel stupid, but it was 2017, whoever The Bachelor was at that point in time, and watched one episode, and my homegirl, uh, Ashley, she said that you're going to be the bachelor one day. And that was all I knew about the show. That was it. Okay, wow. stop right there because I still secretly have hopes that you will be in those shoes. I think the whole world feels this way, okay? And if they don't, they should. What, like, what would it take for you to do that, assuming you're single right now? Yeah, um, well, I definitely have to be single to be the bachelor, of course. Right. I wouldn't like I would never break up with someone just to be the bachelor. Right. Um, what would it have to take for them to say yes? They want me. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, did I? I was uh, I was creeping on your social last night, and um, did I see something or hear you say something about being done with the bachelor or all of reality TV? Like, are you? Do you feel mentally that you're you're past that world, or would you go back? I would. I think I'm done with. Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm older. I'm gonna be. I'll be 33 in December, okay. and like, I ain't trying to deal with the drama. I'm like, I'm gonna see somebody that I want. I mean, if you watch the season that I was on, drama tends to happen, and I'm not. I'm not one to shy away from the drama. But, <laughs> but with that being said, if there's a girl that's on like Matt's season, for example, the new Bachelor. Yeah. And like, obviously, Matt isn't with her. I'm going to just go holler at her. Like, of course. I'm not going to wait till Paradise. You feel me? Like, she might be taken by an NFL player by that point in time. I got to go holler at her and shoot my shot. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a question. So, what what would be, like, do you have a type? Yes. You have a type. I do. I do have a type. I'm I like curious some, to know what your type is. Are we talking about, like, we're talking if you could literally paint the picture of the human being you're looking for i would love to see her in my brain (laughs) (laughs) well hair color i'm not that dude i really don't care what your hair color is you can be blonde brunette red purple blue for all i care so hair color doesn't matter to me um i like i'm from texas i'm from the south i like a little thick you know um (laughs) (laughs) disease What'd you say? Two C's. Thick with two C's. Yeah. There's, there's a there's a meme of Donald Trump. He's like, and like I like I like him thick, right? 
Um, I like someone who literally can make me feel like I should be doing more in life. I love that. You know, I want someone who makes me feel like, damn, am I not doing enough? Like, you know, I, I want someone to help me level up. Right. Sure. And that, that doesn't have to be financial. It could be like to explore the earth, you know, legit. It could be someone that is just incredibly good with their family. Right. And someone that has that passion that because when you're together, the two of you, you pick up traits of one another. Right. You may not even know that you do. And so I realized that before getting into the relationship, because I've been in relationships in the past and I want the traits of that person to just be like, they're leveling up. They're awesome. They are a positive individual because I can't deal with no negative Nancy. I cannot have that. I cannot have that crap. I'm no. with you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, babe, I need you to be optimistic. Come on now. Uh, so funny, bro. We were, we were recording an intro uh, for this week's episode before we got on the call with you. And we were talking about like just mindset during this pandemic time or whatever. And I was saying the same exact thing. He's king of, this of right perspective, which is funny yes. because in general, I would say I'm super optimistic. And I am when it comes to, it sounds really selfish, but it's like, I am when it comes to success. Like I never doubt myself. I know the sky's the limit. I'm a go-getter in that regard. But when it comes to like my daily routine and when I feel like it's being compromised and it's not my fault, I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 I'm done. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-huh. You know it's you know it's serious when you put that finger out there. Uh-uh. It's done. No, we're done, and we're gonna put a stop to this. Yeah, but no, I feel you. I mean, it's it's not easy to be positive all the time, and I think you know I'm gonna side with my my girls on this. Like we've got things going on that not even we understand half the time. Like sometimes I question myself. I'm like, there's no reason, Daniela. Like go get yourself a coffee. You know, do your your makeup, do something, make yourself feel better. It's a good day. But like you. Your insides are saying otherwise. No, I, I, I agree with that all day. You can't be perfect or positive 24-7, right? Um, and then I was, even at the start of the quarantine, like, for me, I was becoming let down. But then I realized I need a routine. Like, because without routine, I'm just like, blah, you know? And so routine was a thing for me to help me get back to a positive state of mind. So I, I definitely feel you. Yeah. Man, I, Man talk about that real quick, because I... I'm sure your routine now is so different than what it was pre-bachelor, right? Oh, bro. What is yeah, night and day. <laughs> night and day. So yesterday, people don't realize this. I appreciate that question. So people think that some people, not all, some people feel that when you come off the show, mm-hmm. you're like rich and everything is thrown at you and it's the exact opposite, right? Uh, me, I was a financial advisor, so I, was, I practiced what I preached, so I'm pretty good financially. Yeah. And I had couple of dollars in the bank and so therefore when i got out the show quite honestly instead of investing in the stock market i've just invested in myself right uh, my book is i'm going self-independent right and so i paid for my book team things of that nature so yesterday what i was doing was literally yesterday was sunday from about 10 a.m to 10 45 p.m uh-huh. i was working on things that i have coming out in the future right. so i think for me man my my work schedule now is wake up I ain't gonna. Me, admittedly, I wake up late because I go to bed late. What's late? I wake up late is like three. (laughs) I would say average three. You go to bed at three, or you wake (laughs) up at three? Which one? They're both weird. What? They're both weird. (laughs) I go to bed at three. But it's crazy though. When I was a financial advisor, I used to wake up at four eighteen in the morning every day. Uh 
But now it's like I go to bed at four eighteen. It seems like basically. Bro, what are you What are you doing from between like twelve and three? I'm chatting it up. That's where the bro my my mind. I swear I work so much better when I feel like the world is asleep. Okay. Seriously, I just feel mentally, subconsciously, it feels like I'm getting an edge on my competition, right? Yeah. You know, and I don't even have competition. I'm my own boss, but you know, you just mentally, I feel like I have competition, so therefore. I need every single edge. Just like when I was in middle school, shooting shots. You know, I'm like, some, there's, there's a kid in New York that's still shooting, right? Mm-hmm. That's just how my brain operates and thinks. So I'm up, I mean, literally yesterday, I was on my laptop all freaking day. Like, I would turn the game on, but then I would turn the game back off. And I was working on my book marketing tips because, again, we, you have a huge following. But as we both know, only a percentage of your following sees anything that you do, right? Yep. And so therefore, I saw the eyebrow go up. He was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, for real, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm over here working on how could I push my message out for my book more, right? So I was doing things like that yesterday. And then I have a, I have something else that I'm working on. I almost said it. Uh, that's going to be late next year. Uh, you can you give us like a teaser? Yeah, a, a teaser would be, it's a, a form of media that helps men and women Lower their insecurities and raise their self love. Love okay. it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you okay. it's a, that's the teaser. That's the teaser right there. Sure, sure. Uh, do you work with anyone? Like, do you feel like you have a, a team around you or are you kind of like solo? Do you like to get things done by yourself or do you find that more helpful? I, that's two parts of that question because my book team, they're like the greatest ever, right? And then, of course, I got Persona PR, my PR team. They are freaking phenomenal. And then I have my agent and, and Ben Teller. <laughs> but if I don't work, they don't work. Yeah, right? no, so true. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I have people, but they can't. They didn't tell me to write a book, right? right? I decided to write a book. And then that's how I'm able to be here with you guys. And I'm honored to be here, right? I could have just been on the show and got off the show. No big deal. So yeah. I'm already working on the next thing that I have coming, but nobody told me to do it. It's me to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. dude, we could talk about that forever because um, I'm, I'm similar to you, man. I was a CPA and then I left that world. I went to sales for a, a fintech startup here in Santa Monica for four years. But then when our son was born, um, I, I resigned. I left completely. I left a great job and went full entrepreneur. You can probably hear him screaming right now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I went full entrepreneur and like talk about routine. Your routine is so different because nothing happens unless you do it. You know, and you have to set all that structure. And if you're not organized, man, you're going to fail for sure. Facts. Organization is big. Uh, self-motivation, determination, all those things. Are big. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I like that you said that when you guys had a child, you stopped working. Yeah. My, there's two reasons. Well, there's two things to that. One reason why I got out of the military because I did Air Force was because I refuse to deploy while my wife is pregnant and or while I have a family, right? Yeah. To me, that's just like, and I, obviously I'm a veteran. I have love for everyone that does that. But for me, that was like a non-compromising thing, right? Sure. And then the second thing was, I'm 32 years old. I want to have children. Like that's my ultimate goal. I talk about it in my book as well. Uh, my ultimate goal is to build a tree house for my kids. Um, but like, I refuse to be working 80 hours a week. You know, I, I just refuse it. And coming from a financial mindset, 
in America, we are so brainwashed to where we have to work 40 hours a week, right? Things of that nature. And I'm like, I'm going to switch the script. Yeah. I'm going to flip the script, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's where my self-determination comes in in that regard. So I appreciate what you said. When you guys had a kid, you're like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, man, this, I, I've said this on a bunch of episodes already, but this is easily the best job that I've ever had. And, you know, like you have a different motivation when you have a kid too. And I'm sure you can understand that without even having one. And you just figure out a way to get it all done and make it all work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be like you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. No, I mean, you're on your way beyond. And the fact that you're trying to set yourself up, I think that that's like key. Amazing. Because it was a feeling that I felt too being pregnant. I remember thinking like so many people are nesting during their pregnancy and I felt the fire. I was like, oh my gosh, like I know my life's about to change. I can feel it. I need to like set all my stuff up, have my ducks in a row. That way at some point you can like sort of sit back or have some sort of passive income so that like you're not feeling pressured to like prioritize things when really you need to be a mom or a dad or whatever it may be at that time. Definitely. So I, I think that's the most important job there is if you have children, right? Sure. Just to totally. be present, be that mom, be that father, you know, be that parent, a parental figure, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Dude, I want to go back um, a few steps and I think she'll appreciate this question. It's a nitty gritty like strategy business question for you um you said you have a pr team did you bring the pr team on like as you decided to write the book or was this a move that you made after bachelor bachelorette to help you like on your journey as an entrepreneur great question um the succinct answer would be i brought on my pr team when my book was fully written already um i basically brought my pr team I felt my brain, you know, on reality TV, you have 15 seconds of fame, right? Yeah. And I'm like, for me, I, when opportunity meets luck, and right now I had the opportunity, so therefore, and I had the resources, I was blessed financially to have resources because of what I did, right, prior. And so at that point in time, I realized a PR team is going to elevate me to the next level. You got to invest in yourself. Yeah. And so that's exactly what I did. I know that Claire's season is about to drop. There's going to be a new good-looking black guy, so I'm not going to be the guy no more. There's not going to be Mike Johnson. Yeah, there's no Mike Johnson. Okay. There will never be another Mike Johnson. We can guarantee <laughs> that. There will not be another Mike Johnson. Uh, but in humbling myself, I realized there's going to be a new crop of guys, yeah. and we're no longer thought about, right? And so I know that I have so much to offer the world, so I know that I can't do it by myself. And I had to invest in them or invest in myself by hiring my PR team. Yeah, I love that message, man, because a lot of the people that listen to our show, um, they're young entrepreneurs. They're trying to figure out life like the rest of us. And you talk about investing in yourself. A lot of people, obviously, because they're not in this world, they wouldn't know the structure. But you don't bring on a PR team and they get paid when you pay. Typically, you're paying them a set fee every month. So before you even make a dollar, you book crack, right? Correct. You're paying them thousands in a month. You bright, say it again. <laughs> say it again. Like it's, I know it all too well. Um, yeah, it's not so much respect for it because you're right. Like you have to establish yourself, and unfortunately, it's just not that easy. You can't just stand on the corner and be like, "Hey, I'm Mike Johnson. I think I can really, you know, affect your life in yeah. a positive way." Like there needs to be strategy and things like that. So we're Sorry. excited to talk to you about your book because it's. I mean, in general, being an adult, it's rough. Like there are so many hurdles that we all go through, you know, and self-love is so imperative in getting through them. So I want to know a little bit more about how like 
you even came to the idea to create a book where you could really just help anyone. It's not a relationship book. It's a, it's a life book. Yeah, I appreciate that because it's not a relationship book. I really love the way that you said that. Thank you so much. Um, I would say back in, man, a lot of stuff happened like in 2017, 2016. <laughs> um, in 2016, I basically took off of work. Uh, again, for the, for the young people that want to be entrepreneur, step one, pay yourself first, right? Pay yourself first. I can't stress that enough. When I get paid off my, if people watch my Instagram, they say, okay, Mike did a deal with so-and-so company. I'm not spending that on some Jordans. (laughs) I just don't. I invest it right back out. Right. I might. Yeah. Yeah. Like straight up. But what happened to me was me and my ex broke up and I became extremely stressed. Um, I stopped going to work for about 11 months, 10, 11 months, like legit didn't leave my house. I lost so much weight. I had money in the bank to pay the rent and like to order pizza. And I was distraught. I completely broken, completely broken. And you know, those suicidal ideations came to the brain. I'm like, y'all ain't about to do that, but they did come to pass. And Finally, one day I just sat, I said to myself, "Stop being a victim." And I, the first day I'll never forget it. The first day I was around a group of people, I had to run out because I almost threw up. Right? I was I hyperventilated because I hadn't been around people for that long. Right? And it was just because I I forgot who I was, and it wasn't my ex's fault; it was my fault. Right? I just didn't have care for myself. Something that I always say in the mirror is, "I'm Mike M. F. N. Johnson." And I say it under my breath sometimes. I say it in the mirror. I say it like if I get nervous or scared, I'm Mike M. F. and Johnson, you know. And I lost that that esprit de corps. And so for me, that happened. And then I remember a friend of mine, um, she committed suicide. Um, and then uh, one of my homegirls, she sent me a picture. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the day. I'm not going to say her name or nothing like that. But she sent me a picture. It was her. It was like it was three people in a picture. She was in the middle. And she's a bigger girl. And she like kind of cropped him out a little bit. And she said, Mike, I'm sending you this picture because I've been crying for two hours. She's like, I hate myself. I hate the way that I look. Um, It needs to change. And she said, I'm only sending it to you because I have the way that I speak to her and the way I speak to people is I'm not going to lie about it. I'm going to be honest, but respectful and like encouraging at the same time. Right. I'm not saying I know how to do it. Just just who I am. Right. And so that struck a chord with me. And then, uh, you know how when you break up with somebody, y'all try to see if, it, if you can make it happen again. I did that years ago with my ex. I went out to visit her. And to me, this girl, Danielle, if you want to know what I like, she's pretty, she's a cute girl, right? And not personality, but she's cute. And <laughs> nothing against her. She's a wonderful human being. She's really wonderful. Wasn't right for you. Yeah, it just wasn't right for me, right? But uh, she got like the figure right and she felt fat she started hyperventilating in the uh bar that we were at we had to call an uber like she legit was having a panic attack because she felt fat and i'm like yo that starts within yourself right no one else no one in the club said that she was fat that starts with myself no one told me that for 11 months i'm going to be a hermit crack that starts with himself right no one told my homegirl like to cry for hours because of the body that you have, right? And I had started to see that, you know, on Instagram, you can save images. Yeah. Over the years, like legit, this just didn't, it just dawned on me. 
I have all kind of images saved on my IG. The one that sticks out the most is of a girl. She's like eight years old. She has a pair of scissors in like a Vogue magazine. And like, she's, you know, when you crop, crop over your stomach, you got like a flap because we're human beings. She was like insinuating cutting. And like, and I'm, you know, my biggest goal in life, I want to have children, be a dad and you build a tree house. I'm like, yo, that can't be my daughter. It can't be my daughter. And so knowing me and knowing from my background, I'm not one to just have problems all damn day. I want to create a solution. And so my book literally formed from the idea of creating a solution to a growing pandemic of mental illness, you know, and then being off of the show that really took, that really honed it in because all the DMs that I got, I would respond to people. I'm talking about like pages of DMs, like from one person at a time and I would respond, but then when I would stop responding, they would still be on my mind. And so it just, it just kept flowing into a book. I love that, man. I, uh, I'm with you in the sense that like, I love anything that's soul searching based or mindset based. I couldn't agree more. I think we have a huge problem in the world with mental illness right now. Um, and a lot of it just comes down to self-confidence and loving who you are. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what, that's literally what it is. But what's um, interesting about that is that, you know, those are such broad statements. And I think what we need is a book that like breaks that down and makes it tangible to really digest and understand because it's so easy to say, well, why don't you just love yourself? And then you ask yourself, like, what is it that's getting in the way? And like, what can I do more? And what can I do better? So I appreciate you like, and it's funny too, because you know, people don't know everyone from these shows, right? We think we do. And I started off saying, I think I know you, but like, I don't, because the truth is, is that you have so much to offer. And I'm so glad that you are offering it because we need more real. Oh, definitely. So I'm, I think people that watch the show know I'm the real one. I, I speak my mind, right? Um, but in my book, I speak about the real crap that has happened to me and taking place in my life. But it's not a memoir. It's tangible. It's a guide. It will tell you, like, you could start the book not giving a damn about yourself. By the end of the book, you do all the exercises within there, you will be on the track and on the journey now to loving yourself fully, right? And then that plays so big into how did you leave your corporate job, right? You have to have some form of self to know that I can do it. And then, you know, like you said, you are, when it comes to success, you, you know that you can do it, right? But if someone doesn't have that love of self, then you might be stuck at that job getting paid crap from a crappy boss, you know? And so it, it touches, self-love touches every single aspect of your life. Literally, it does. To be a mom, to be a father, right? To be a mom and to, I'll tell you this, what I'm working on now, which won't be out until next year, I'll give you this example. My sister has acne, right? And she told me one time, she said, um, do you even know how it feels to like, obviously I don't because I don't like men, but in, in, the, in the sense of a woman, she's like, do you know how it feels to be out with a guy um, and that's your partner and he touches your face and all you could think about is the acne in your face? Like things like that, like are powerful, right? I think most of us just continue about our day because we live in a, a crazy busy life. But to think about this small thing like that, right? For you guys to have a child, as a woman, your body changes, right? You got to make sure that you still love your wife, love your, like love every ounce of her, right? 
even the things that you don't know that may be taking place in her brain, right? Yeah. And so I just think that you got to love yourself. I can, I can talk about this forever. Like, I'm extremely passionate about this. You know, you were talking there, and it brings up a, a really interesting concept that I thought of. Like, in a way, we're all almost too self-centric. You know, like, we think about ourselves more than we want to admit. The problem is, is that the conversation is negative rather than positive. So, like, for example, your sister, right, that says she has acne. Right? I can understand that, and I relate to that 100% because I dealt with it up until – I left my job. I was just the same. I was, I was so stressed job. out all the time. But we, like, I would have that conversation all the time. Nobody could understand because nobody probably cared the way that I did. The truth is, people don't care. They, they care about themselves, right? No, that's that's the truth. Yes. Yeah. All the energy is negative because you don't know how to talk to yourself in the way that you should be talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Self talk. Self talk is big. That's why I just say I'm Mike MF and Johnson. Right? I love it's that. me. It's me giving myself that pat on the back that I need for self, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the, the other mantras in the book are all about self-talk. Like, I'm going to have you, after you read the book, I'm going to have you up at 10 p.m. at night, if that's a late night for y'all. And, you know, <laughs> one of y'all's going to go to the kitchen and say one of my mantras out loud and just say it out loud to yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and it just literally makes you feel better. It really, yeah. really does. We could all use that. I mean, definitely. I think mantras are so important. I remember being, oh my gosh, back when we used to audition in real life, I would be sitting in my car trying to tell myself I'm the bomb. I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm the shit. Like I'm going to walk into the room. They're going to be so lucky I'm there. Like they're going to be like, oh, thank gosh, man, we don't have to see any more girls. Like I would tell myself this whole story and of course get in the room and like start shaking and like, it's just so hard. It's like, it's, you know, it's a constant uphill battle, but I will say about this weird time that we're in 2020 being what it is like, this is a great time to really acknowledge those little intricacies about ourselves. And that way we can really make a full comeback and, you know, be who we need to be in order to like conquer everything we want to conquer. Absolutely. I I gotta know what, what are you most excited for uh, with the release of this book? As weird as it sounds for me, I want, when I'm walking somewhere, I want someone to come up to me and be like, yo, I read your book, bro. That shit helped me through X, Y, Z. Yeah, I love that. I might, I might mess around and, and have a tear fall out. <laughs> <I know>. like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. That would be extremely exciting. And, and, I, and I said it that way on purpose because... I don't want people to think that my book is just geared towards women, right? It's geared towards everyone. One of my best homies, he has a gynoplasty or male boobs and, or he used to. And like, I never, I've been knowing this dude since middle school, but you know, dudes, we don't be paying attention. We, nah. yeah, and uh, he was like, you never noticed I didn't have my shirt off. Like if your shirt was off, I ain't looking. And that was something that he's always faced. Right. But since he's my, one of my best homies, he knows how I talk on a daily basis. And um, we use WhatsApp a lot. And a couple of, maybe a couple of months ago, he brought up a story about when we were in sixth grade together. And I was the same way back then. And he brought it up now. And he said that from sixth grade helped him. Right. And so for my book, down the line, I just, it would be awesome if someone said, bro, that exercise was everything for me. Right. And in my book, I talk. I have examples and quotes from uh, authors, uh, Ralph Mortensen to rappers, Nipsey Hussle, right? Because I really want to be able to touch everybody. 
That's amazing, man. Talk, talk to us a little bit about um, how you put together, because in the book, right, you kind of provide steps for people to go through this journey of uh, learning to love yourself more, right? How did you develop these steps? Is this something you worked with people with, or is this just from your own experience? It's just things that I've done, it, how, to, how to acquire self-love for me. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just things that I've done. When I was an advisor, we had a performance coach, but she just gave me a lizard. <laughs> she was like, this is your lizard. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. I'm so excited. I really appreciate you coming on our show. I can't wait for you to, first of all, when you are a dad, you better come back and visit us, okay? Because we will do. Yeah. Okay? Uh, matter of fact, can you come before then, man? Because our little guy's going to need a treehouse soon, too. And that's not really my <laughs> That's right. If you're in the back helping me out, I'd love to help you. Aww, well, thank you. And so and congratulations on your book release. The book comes out October 2nd. I'm so excited. It's make, sorry, say it one more time. Making the love. Making the love you want. That's right. Okay. And everyone, please, whoever's listening, you need to follow Mike Johnson. If you need some positive reinforcement, a little pat on the back, or just to see a beautiful face, you got it. All wrapped up in one little IG. Okay. They follow you guys for the beautiful faces, okay? Aww. Let's get that right. <laughs> and, um, if, and if you're ever in L.A. and you're looking for a double date couple, we're your guys, okay? I promise we still got it. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Wow. Thanks for stopping by and hanging with us. We're excited for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys for allowing me to be on your platform. Absolutely. Come back. Yes, best of luck. We'll do. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great one. Yeah, you too. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. I'm Mandito Cristian Perez. I had to use the real name. Why? Because now it's the podcast. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Flow to the rider. Woo! I don't even know if you know how much they play you around the world or anywhere, my brother. No matter how much bread we make, dog, we can't take it with us. No right. matter how many houses, cars, whatever we acquire, can't take it with us. With that said, anything we make, is always to give back, dog. Why are we starting a podcast? Well, it's real simple. With the times that we're living in right now in the world, I think you need to be motivated, inspired, educated, aware, positive. So what I'm here is just to motivate the world and let them know when we talk, we call a spade a spade. So you're going to hear the truth. So I look forward to the podcast. I look forward to showing y'all, teaching y'all how to take it from a negative to a positive. So get ready. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. All right, guys, we're back. And I um, loved getting to talk to Mike Johnson. I just have to call him Mike Johnson because he's the Mike Johnson. Um, excited for making the love you want. I think we all need more books that speak to our self-love. One hundo. Right? I mean, we just literally went down the rabbit hole in the intro. So I think we both could use a little self-love. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got you to gotta just... Give yourself a little leeway. And yeah. Come back to the love. We're all learning. I was listening to, okay, 
podcast plug right now. Heather McMahon's podcast is hysterical and I was listening to her last one and she said something so perfectly, but she was talking about just how we're not, we all, we don't have it all figured out. We're no. all trying to figure it out as we go. And if someone tries to tell you that they've got it all figured out, they're friggin' lying because this is life That's and so this funny. is adulting. That's so funny. Why? I was just talking to my grandpa this morning yeah. at 8am this morning on the phone with him. And, uh, I don't know how we got here, but I just said, you know, it's really interesting now looking back at like when you were a parent and I was a kid, right. Or he was a grandparent at that time. But even looking at my own parents thinking you guys are adults, that's like a different classification (laughs) when you're an adult, like you have it nailed down, you know exactly what needs to be done. You got it all figured out. And now that I'm here. Yeah. You never had it figured out. No. None of you guys have I'm it so figured out. I'm so glad you're figuring that out for yourself. I'm no. really glad that you're figuring it out. I really out. feel like you're figuring it out until the day you leave. Probably. And if you aren't, then I guess that would be really boring. Yeah, probably. Right? Probably. All right. All right, guys. So, again, uh, we love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Adulting Like a Mother Father. Before we head out, um, I just got some housekeeping to do here. This is a pretty cool story. I had a buddy from mine uh, from my hometown reach out, and this is a guy that I've known since I was probably six, seven, eight, something mm-hmm. like that. We used to play baseball together. Um, and he's doing something really cool right now. Uh, he's putting together these mental health toolkits for uh, first responders and different departments. Like for example, you know, EMT, uh, fire department, police departments, whatever. Um, but I'm going to read a little blurb that he sent me, um, because you can sponsor these packs that he's putting together, um, to help these departments deal with very specific situations in a better way. Oh, I love that. So the mental health toolkit is a backpack designed to support first responders on calls received for persons suffering from a mental health crisis. While the bag is designed for first responders, it can also support other public businesses that may contact persons in a mental health crisis, such as airlines, regional transit, theme parks, and more. The pack comes stocked with items such as pre-filled communication boards and prompt cards to support de-escalation and gather information about the person's needs. There are also rapport building items such as edibles, <laughs> water or juice, and a stuffed animal. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, last, there are sensory items such as noise reducing earmuffs, fidgets, sensory chew necklaces, visual timers, and glow sticks. All of these items, when used correctly, can help to quickly deescalate a crisis situation and help to meet that person's needs. The pack also comes with virtual training for the department receiving it. Currently, these packs are made available through department requests and community-based sponsorships, which is where all of us come into play. For each sponsored pack, a certificate of donation is included with the pack with the donor's name when delivered to the department of their choosing. For more information, you can visit Facebook, the Mental Health Toolkit, or Instagram, which is MHTK underscore Raymer, R-A-M-M-E-R. Or you can also email Nick, who's my buddy, directly at nick.raymer at gmail.com. Love that. So cool. I just think it's crazy that something like this doesn't exist and isn't standardized across all of these industries. Yep. I just, I I just think this is so dope. Nick is a good dude. I've known him for a long time. Um, and this comes out of my hometown, which I'm like, just so proud that people from my hometown are the shit and do things (laughs) like this. So shout out to Elk Grove, California. I love you guys. (laughs) Um, but guys think about your own lives. If you have a first responder in the family or, you know, somebody, um, or you just support your local departments, cause it's not all. Most of these people are good people out trying to do the right thing and good by us. Um, but if you know somebody and you want to sponsor a pack for a department, 
um, please reach out to Nick and make it happen. Love that. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, We'll be back next week. Cool. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.